Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, Southeast. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Hive is translated, of course, as you, as you well know by now, into Haven, into Anglo-Saxon, Haven. haven. So we're creating a safe haven for all spiritual seekers, uh, especially the devotees of Srila Prabhupada. Um, so here we are with the full house. All the inmates of the haven are here tonight. We have Abhaya Das Brahmachari who's taking care of us all in the whole world. He's going out on the marathon at the same time taking care of everything. We have Rasika Shunamani, our mountain man, who sits in a chair 12 hours a day for, for three years without, without moving, and he's still a person. It's just amazing how he does that. And yesterday we finished, we actually finished the last task before we sent the files to be mastered by Bhakta Bland. So we're kind of uh, we don't know what to do with ourselves actually, but we're 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 going to start the Gita pretty soon to to record the Gita for the BBT audiobook. And Braj Balab is here, you know, the breadwinner breadwinner of the family. And uh, so here we are, one happy family, the family that prays together, the family that hears together, stays together. <coughs> Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami <coughs> appears in Sri Krishna Lila Stava and it glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam and indirectly the Bhagavad Gita. That's why we chant it every day before we recite the Bhagavad Gita. It goes like this Sarva Shastravdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarvalokaika Drikprida O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kalidvandotita Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga madbhagya madhanandana My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, 
I bow down to you. Sadhu sadhu ta dayin adini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam premna rit kantayok spura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita as it is. I think it's Yoga of the Supreme Person. And we've, we're going to begin tonight with text 9 as Krishna fills in more details to Arjuna. Text 9 Shotrang chakshu sparshanam cha vasanam graname bacha adishtaya Manaschayam <clears throat> Vishayan Upasevate The living entity, thus taking another gross body, obtains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch, which are grouped around the mind. He thus enjoys a particular set, set of sense objects. Purport. In other words, if the living entity adulterates his consciousness with the qualities of cats and dogs, in his next life he gets a cat or dog body and enjoys. Consciousness is originally pure, like water, but if we mix water with a certain color, it changes. Similarly, consciousness is pure, for the spirit's soul is pure. But consciousness is changed according to the association of the material qualities. Real consciousness is Krishna consciousness. When, therefore, one is situated in Krishna consciousness, he is in his pure life. But if his consciousness is adulterated by some type of material mentality. In the next life, <clears throat> he gets a corresponding body. He does not necessarily get a human body again, for he can get the body of a cat, dog, demigod, or one of many other forms, for there are 8,400,000 species. Text 10. Utkramantam stitang bapi bunjanam bagunanbitam vimudha nanupashanti pashanti jnanachakshushaha. The foolish cannot understand how a living entity can quit his body, nor can they understand what sort of body he enjoys under the spell of the modes of nature. But one whose eyes are trained in knowledge 
can see all this purport the word jnana chakshusha is very significant without knowledge one cannot understand how a living entity leaves his present body nor what form of body he is going to take in the next life nor even why he is living in a particular type of body this requires a grad <clears throat> this re requires a great amount of knowledge understood from Bhagavad-gītā and similar literatures heard from a bona fide spiritual master. One who is trained to perceive all these things is fortunate. Every living entity is quitting his body under different circumstances. He is living under certain circumstances and he is enjoying under certain circumstances under the spell of material nature. As a result, he is suffering different kinds of happiness and distress under the illusion of sense enjoyment. Persons who are everlastingly fooled by lust and desire lose all power to understand their change of body and their stay in a particular body. They cannot comprehend they cannot comprehend it. Those who have developed spiritual knowledge, however, can see that the spirit is different from the body and is changing its body and enjoying in different ways. A person in such knowledge can understand how the conditioned living entity is suffering in this material existence. Therefore, those who are highly developed in Krishna consciousness try their best to give this knowledge to the people in general for their for their conditioned life for their conditional life is very much troublesome they should come out of it and be krishna conscious and liberate themselves to transfer to the spiritual world text 11 yajanto yoginas chainam Pashyantyatmanyavastitam Yatanto Pyakritatmano Nainam Pashyantyachetasaha The endeavoring transcendentalists, the endeavoring transcendentalists who were situated in self-realization can see all this clearly. But those whose minds are not developed and who are not situated in self-realization cannot see what is taking place though they may try purport there are many transcendentalists on the path of spiritual self-realization but one who is not situated in self-realization cannot see things cannot see how things are changing in the body of the living entity the word yoginat is significant in this connection. In the present day, there are many so-called yogis and there are many so-called associations of yogis, but they are actually blind in the matter of self-realization. They are simply addicted to some sort of gymnastic exercise and are satisfied if the body is well-built and healthy. 
They have no information. They have no other information. They are called yatanto pyakitatmana. Even though they are endeavoring in, this, in a so-called yoga system, they are not self-realized. Such people cannot understand the process of the tri transmigration of the soul. Only those who are actually in the yoga system and have realized the self, the world, and the Supreme Lord. In other words, the bhakti yogis, those engaged in pure uh, devotional service in Krishna consciousness, can understand how things are taking place. Text 12 Yad aditya gatang tejo jagat basayate kilam yach chandamasi yach chagnau tattejo vidimamakam the splendor of the sun, which dissipates the darkness of this whole world, comes from me. And the splendor of the moon and the splendor of fire are also from me. Purport. The intelligent, the unintelligent, excuse me, The unintelligent cannot understand how things are taking place. But one can begin to be established in knowledge by understanding what the Lord explains here. Everyone sees the sun, moon, fire and electricity. One should simply try to understand that the splendor of the sun, the splendor of the moon and the splendor of electricity or fire are coming from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In such a conception of life, the beginning of Krishna consciousness, lies a great deal of advancement for the conditioned soul in this material world. The living entities are essentially but the parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord, and He is giving herewith the hint how they can come back to Godhead, back to home. From this verse, we can understand that the sun is illuminating the whole universe. There are different universes and there are different suns, moons and planets also. But in each universe, there is only one sun. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita 10.21, the moon is one of the stars, nakshatranam aham shashi, sunlight is due to the spiritual effulgence in the spiritual sky of the Supreme Lord. With the rise of the sun, the activities of human beings are set up. They set fire to prepare their foodstuff. They set fire to start the factories and so on. So many things are done with the help of fire. Therefore, sunrise, fire and moonlight are so pleasing to the living entities. Without their help, no living entity can live. So if one can understand that the light and splendor of the sun, moon and fire are emanating from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, <clears throat> Krishna, then one's Krishna consciousness will begin. 
By the moonshine, all the vegetables are nourished. The moonshine is so pleasing that people can easily understand that they are living by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Without His mercy, there cannot be sun. Without His mercy, there cannot be moon. And without His mercy, there cannot be fire. And without the help of the sun, moon, and fire, no one can live. These are some thoughts to provoke Krishna consciousness in the conditioned soul. I'll, leave, I'll read that last sentence. This is very profound. These are some thoughts to provoke Krishna consciousness in the conditioned soul. Text 13. Gam avishya chabhutani dalayam yahamojasa pushnami chaushudi sarva somabhutva rasatmakaha I enter into each planet and by my energy they stay in orbit. I become the moon and thereby supply the juice of life to all vegetables. Purport It is understood that all the planets are floating in the air only by the energy of the Lord. The Lord enters into every atom, every planet, and every living being. That is discussed in the Brahma Sangita. It is said there that one plenary portion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Paramatma, enters into the planets, the universe, the living entity, and even into the atom. So due to his entrance, everything is appropriately manifested. When the spirit soul is there, a living man can float in the water, but when the living spark is out of the body and the body is dead, the body sinks. Of course, when it is decomposed, it floats, like, just like straw and other things. But as soon as the man is dead, he at once sinks in the water. Similarly, all these planets are floating in space, and this is due to the entrance of the Supreme Energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. His energy is sustaining each planet just like a handful of dust. If someone holds a handful of dust, there is no possibility of the dust falling. But if, it, but if one throws it in the air, it will fall down. Similarly, these planets which are floating in the air are actually held in the fist of the universal form of the Supreme Lord. By His strength and energy, all moving and non-moving things stay in their place. It is said in the Vedic hymns that because of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the sun is shining and the planets are steadily moving. Were it not for Him, all the planets would scatter, just like, like dust in the air and perish. Similarly, it is due to the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the moon nourishes all vegetables. Due to the moon's influence, the vegetables become delicious. Without the moonshine, the vegetables can neither grow nor taste succulent. Text 14. 
human society is working, living, working, living comfortably and enjoying food due to the supply from the Supreme, the Supreme Lord. Otherwise, mankind could not survive. The word Rasatmaka is very significant. Everything becomes palatable by the agency of the Supreme Lord through the influence of the moon. Text 14 Ahang Vaishvanaro Bhutva Praninam Dehamashritaha Pranapana Samayukta Pachamyanan Chaturvidam I am the fire of digestion in the bodies of all living entities and I join with the air of life outgoing and incoming to digest the four kinds of foodstuff. PURPORT According to Ayurvedic Shastra, we understand that there is a fire in the stomach which digests all food sent there. When the fire is not blazing, there is no hunger, and when the fire is in order, we become hun hungry. Sometimes when the fire is not going nicely, treatment is required. In any case, this fire is representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vedic mantras, Briyat Aranyaka, Upanishad 591, also confirm that the Supreme Lord, or Brahman, is situated in the form of fire within the stomach in its digesting all kinds of foodstuff. Ayam Agnir Vaishvanaro Yo Yam Antak Purushe Yenidam Anam Pachate. Therefore, since he is helping the digestion of all kinds of foodstuff, the living entity is not independent in the eating process. Unless the Supreme Lord helps him in digesting, there is no possibility of eating. He thus produces and digests foodstuff, and by his grace we are enjoying life. In the Vedanta Sutra 1.2.27, this is also confirmed. The Lord is situated within. The Lord is situated within sound and within the body, within the air, and even within the stomach as the digestive force. There are four kinds of foodstuff. <clears throat> some are drunk, some are chewed, some are licked up, and some are sucked. And he is the digestive force for all of them. Text 15. Very famous verse. One of the most <coughs> quoted verses by Prabhupada. Sarvasya chaham hridi sanavishto matak smitir jnanam apohanam cha vidaishtra sarvayar aham eva vedyo vidanta krid vedavid eva chaham 
I am seated in everyone's heart, and from me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. By all the Vedas I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta, and I am the knower of the Vedas. Purport The Supreme Lord is situated as Paramatma in everyone's heart, and it is from Him that all activities are initiated. The living entity forgets everything of his past life, but he has to act according to the direction of the Supreme Lord, who is witness to all his work. Therefore, he begins his work according to his past deeds. Required knowledge is supplied to him, and remembrance is given to him, and he forgets also about his past life. Thus, the Lord is not only all-pervading, He is also localized in every individual heart. He awards the different fruitive results. He is worshipable not only as the impersonal Brahman, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the localized Paramatma, but as the form of the incarnation of the Vedas as well. The Vedas give the right direction to people so that, they can, so that they can properly mold their lives and come back to Godhead, back to home. The Vedas offer knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, and Krishna, in his incarnation as Vyasadeva, is the compiler of the Vedanta Sutra. The commentation on the Vedanta Sutra by Vyasadeva in the Srimad Bhagavatam gives the real understanding of Vedanta Sutra. The, Shrimad Bhag, the, the Supreme Lord is so full the Supreme Lord is so full that for the deliverance of the conditioned soul he is the supplier and digester of foodstuff, the witness of his activity and the giver of knowledge <clears throat> in the form of the Vedas and as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna <clears throat> the teacher of the Bhagavad Gita. He is worshipped, <clears throat> he is worshipable by the conditioned soul. Thus, God is all good, God is all merciful. Antat pravishtak shastajananam. The living entity forgets as soon as he quits his present body. But he begins his work again, initiated by the Supreme Lord. Although he forgets, the Lord gives him the intelligence to renew his work where he ended his last life. So not only does a living entity enjoy or suffer in this world according to the dictation of the Supreme Lord, situated locally in the heart, but he receives the opportunity to understand the Vedas from him. If one is serious about understanding the Vedic knowledge, then Krishna gives the required intelligence. Why does he present the Vedic knowledge for understanding? Because the living entity individually needs to understand Krishna. Vedic literature confirms this 
Yesau Sarvair Vedair Giyate. In all Vedic literature, beginning from the four Vedas, Vedanta Sutra, and the Upanishads and Puranas, the glories of the Supreme Lord are celebrated. By performance of Vedic rituals, discussion of the Vedic philosophy, and worship of the Lord in devotional service, he is attained. Therefore, the purpose of the Vedas is to understand Krishna. The Vedas give us direction by which to understand Krishna and the process of realizing Him. The ultimate goal is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vedanta Sutra 114 confirms this in the following words Tat te tu samanyatam tat tu samanvayat. One can attain perfection in three stages. By understanding Vedic literature, one can understand his relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By performing the different processes, one can approach Him. And at the end, one can attain the Supreme Goal, who is no other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this verse, the purpose of the Vedas, the understanding of the Vedas, and the goal of the Vedas are clearly defined. Text 16 Dvau imau purushau loke chadash chakshada evacha chadak sarvani bhutani kutasto chada uchate. There are two classes of beings, the fallible and the infallible. In the material world, every living entity is fallible, and in the spiritual world, every living entity is called infallible. PURPORT As already explained, the Lord in His incarnation as Vyasadeva compiled the Vedanta Sutra. Here the Lord is giving in summary the contents of the Vedanta Sutra. He says that the living entities who are innumerable can be divided into two classes, the fallible and the infallible. The living entities are eternally separated parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When they are in contact with the material world, they are called Jiva Bhuta. And the Sanskrit words given here, Chadak Sarvani Bhutani, mean that they are fallible. Those who are in oneness with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, are called infallible. Oneness does not mean that they have no individuality, but, there is, but that there is no disunity. They are all agreeable to the purpose of the creation. Of course, in the spiritual world, there is no such thing as creation. But since the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as stated in the Vedanta Sutra, is the source of all emanations, that conception is explained. According to the statement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, there are two classes of living entities. The Vedas give evidence of this, so there is no doubt about it. 
the living entities who are struggling in this world with the mind and five senses have their material bodies, which are changing. As long as the living entity is conditioned, his body changes due to contact with matter. Matter is changing, so the living entity appears to be changing. But in the spiritual world, the body is not made of matter. Therefore, there is no change. In the material world, the living entity undergoes six changes, birth, growth, duration, reproduction, then dwindling and vanishing. These are the changes of the material body. But in the spiritual world, the body does not change. There is no old age, there is no birth, there is no death. There, there all exists in oneness. Chadak Sarvani Bhutani Any living entity who has come in contact with matter, beginning from the first created being, Brahma, down to, the, to a small ant, is changing its body. Therefore, they are all fallible. In the spiritual world, however, <clears throat> they are always liberated in oneness. Text 17 Uttamak Purushas Twanyak Paramat Metjudalitaha Yo Loka Triama Visha Vibart Yavyaya Ishwaraha Besides these two, there is the greatest living person that personality, the Supreme Soul, the imperishable Lord Himself who has entered the three worlds and is maintaining them. Purport The idea of this verse is very nicely expressed in the Kata Upanishad 2.2.13 and Shvetashvatara Upanishad 6.13 It is clearly stated that there <clears throat> that, that it is clearly stated there that above the innumerable living entities some of whom are conditioned and some of whom are liberated, there is the Supreme Personality who is Paramatma. The Upanishadic verse runs as follows, Nityo Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam Eko Bahunam Yo Vidadati Kaman Tam Atmastam Ye Nupashanti Diras Tesham Shanti Shwashtati the purport is that amongst all the, living, all the living entities, both conditioned and liberated, there is one supreme living personality, the supreme personality of Godhead, who maintains them and gives them all facility of enjoyment according to different work. That Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated in everyone's heart as Paramatma. A wise man who can understand Him is eligible to attain perfect peace, not others. Text 18 Yasmat chadamati toham akshadad api chotamaha atosmi lokevede cha 
Pratitak Purushottamaha. Because I am transcendental, beyond both the fallible and the infallible, and because I am the greatest, I am celebrated both in the world and in the Vedas as that supreme person. Purport <clears throat> No one, no one can surpass the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. Neither the conditioned soul nor the liberated soul. He is therefore the greatest of personalities. Now it is clear here that the living entities and the Supreme Personality of Godhead are individuals. The difference is that the living entities, either in the conditioned state or in the liberated state, cannot surpass in quantity the inconceivable potencies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is incorrect to think of the Supreme Lord and all and the living entities as being on the same level or equal in all respects. There is always the question of superiority and inferiority between their personalities. The word Uttama is very significant. No one can surpass the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The word Loke signifies in the Purusha Agama, the Smriti scriptures, as confirmed in the Nirukti dictionary, Lokyate Vedarto Nena. The purpose of the Vedas is explained by the Smriti scriptures. The Supreme Lord, in his localized aspect of Paramatma, is also described in the Vedas themselves. The following verse appears in the Vedas, Chandogya Upanishad, 8.12.3 Tabat Esha Samprasado Smach Chadirat Samutaya Padam Jyoti Rupam Sampadya Swena Rupena Vinish Padjate Sautamak Pudushaha The Supreme Lord, coming out of the body, enters the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. Then, in his form, he remains in his spiritual identity. That Supreme is called the Supreme Personality. This means that the Supreme Personality is exhibiting and diffusing his spiritual effulgence, which is the ultimate illumination. That Supreme Personality also has a localized aspect as Paramatma. By, incarnate, by incarnating himself as the son of Satyavati and Parashara, he explained the Vedic knowledge as Vyasadev. Text 19 Yo mam evam asamudo janati purushottamam sasarvavid bhajatimam sarva bhavina bharata Whoever knows me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, without doubting, is the knower of everything. He therefore engages himself in full devotional service to me, O son of Bharat. Purport There are many philosophical speculations about the constitutional position of the living entities 
and the Supreme Absolute Truth. Now in this verse, the Supreme Personality of Godhead clearly explains that anyone who knows Lord Krishna to be the Supreme Person is actually the knower of everything. The imperfect knower goes on simply speculating about the Absolute Truth, but the perfect knower, without wasting his valuable time, engages directly in Krishna Consciousness, the devotional service of the Supreme Lord. Throughout the whole of Bhagavad Gita, this fact is being stressed at every step. And still, there are so many stubborn commentators on Bhagavad Gita who consider the Supreme Absolute Truth and the living entities to be one and the same. Vedic knowledge is called Shruti, learning by oral reception. One should actually receive the Vedic message from authorities like Krishna and his representatives. Here, Krishna distinguishes everything very nicely, and one should hear from this source. Simply to hear like the hogs is not sufficient. One must be able to understand from the authorities. It is not that one should simply speculate academically. One should submissively hear from Bhagavad Gita that these living entities are always subordinate to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anyone who is able to understand this according to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, knows the purpose of the Vedas. No one else knows the purpose of the Vedas. The word budgeti is very significant. In many places, the word budgeti is expressed in relationship with the service of the Supreme Lord. If a person is engaged in full Krishna consciousness, in the devotional service of the Lord, it is to be understood that he has understood all the Vedic knowledge. In the Vaishnava Parampara, it is said that if one is engaged in the devotional service of Krishna, then there is no need for any other spiritual process for understanding the Supreme Absolute Truth. For he has come, for he has already come to the point. Because he is engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, he has ended all preliminary processes of understanding. But if anyone, after speculating for hundreds of thousands of lives, does not come to the point that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that one has to surrender there, all his speculation for so many years and lives is a useless waste of time. Text 20 Iti guya tamam shastram Idam uktam mayanaga, etad budva budimansyat, kritakritas chabharata. This is the most confidential part of the Vedic scriptures, O sinless one, and it is disclosed now by me. Whoever understands this will become wise, and his endeavors will know perfection. Purport. The Lord clearly explains here 
that this is the substance of all revealed scriptures. And one should understand this as it is given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus one will become intelligent and perfect in transcendental knowledge. In other words, by understanding this philosophy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engaging in His transcendental service, everyone can become freed from all contaminations of the modes of material nature. Devotional service is a process of spiritual understanding. Wherever devotional service exists, the material contamination cannot coexist. Devotional service to the Lord and the Lord Himself are one and the same because they are spiritual. Devotional service takes place within the internal energy of the Supreme Lord. The Lord is said to be the sun and ignorance is called darkness. Where the sun is present, there is no question of darkness. Therefore, whenever devotional service is present under the proper guidance of a bona fide spiritual master, there is no question of ignorance. Everyone must take to this consciousness of Krishna and engage in devotional service to become intelligent and purified. Unless one comes to this position of understanding Krishna and engages in devotional service, however intelligent he may be in the estimation of some common man, he is not perfectly intelligent. The word anaga by which Arjuna is addressed is significant. Anaga, O sinless one, means that unless one is free from all sinful reactions, it is very difficult to understand Krishna. One has to become free from all contamination, all sinful activities, then he can understand. But devotional service is so pure and potent that, that once one is engaged in devotional service, he automatically comes to the stage of sinlessness. While one is performing devotional service, in the association of pure devotees, in full Krishna consciousness, there are certain things which require to be vanquished altogether. The most important thing one has to surmount is weakness of the heart. The first fall down is caused by the desire to lord it over material nature. Thus one gives up the transcendental loving service of the Supreme Lord. The second weakness of the heart is that as one increases the propensity to lord it over material nature, he becomes attached to matter and the possession of matter. The problems of material existence are due to these weaknesses of the heart. In this chapter, the first five verses describe the process of freeing oneself from these weaknesses of heart and the rest of the chapter, from the sixth verse to the end, discusses Purushottam Yoga. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the 15th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of Purushottam Yoga, the Yoga of the Supreme 
person. All glories to Sri Krishna, the knower of everything and everything and the source of everything at the same time. Hare Krishna. Okay, that was one of our favorite parts of this book, this, this chapter. Uh, many, many points in this book Srila Prabhupada repeats again and again throughout his uh, commentary and uh, translations of these books. Okay, so we'll stop our reading tonight. It's a little late, but we had to finish that chapter. It, it was well done. Hare Krishna. So anybody has uh, realizations to share, reflections, mm. discussion, be our guest. Sorry. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Balab. <laughs> I have a question. Now I'm looking at text 15. I'm just going to read an excerpt of the purport and then ask my question. <coughs> it says, The living entity forgets everything of his past life, but he has to act according to the direction of the Supreme Lord who is witness to all his work. Therefore he begins his work according to his past deeds. Require knowledge is supplied to him and remembrance is given to him. And he forgets also ab about his past life. So the question is this. Given that people are, I mean to say, the living entity is kind of reset like this, what happens when you take the devotional service? Does it interrupt the cycle or does it change the cycle? Even, let's say you start, but you're not, you don't finish in one life. How does it change or how does that impact well, what we're reading here? That's discussed by Krishna in the sixth chapter uh, when Arjuna as, asks more or less the same question. What happens when one uh, begins devotional service but does not complete the course in this life? This is a very deep question, as usual, mm -hmm. from Braj Balava. Uh, lots of things to discuss in this question. Mm. The first thing is that Krishna causes the soul to forget because if the soul could remember everything that he did, through all the lives he's been in the material world, he wouldn't be able to function properly. The second thing is that um, it may appear that it's unfair that he's getting reactions for things that he's done that he can't remember. I hear this objection all the time. But the fact is that because Krishna is there and he is uh, what's the word? Giving impetus to the soul to act according to, to what his activities were in the past and according to his present desire, which is also a product of past mm -hmm. deeds. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the soul can know what to do even though he doesn't remember what he did. Mm -hmm. So the super soul is the uh, connector of everything and everyone and every activity. Everything makes sense if we understand Him properly. And therefore, in the verse previous, 
Krishna says, evam yomam evam asamudo janati purushottamam. If you under, if you accept Krishna to be the supreme personality of God and, and all that that entails, then you are to be un, then you are to be understood as a knower of everything. Doesn't mean that you know everything like Krishna knows everything. <laughs> You're not omniscient, like Krishna is omniscient. But in that consciousness, Krishna, who's in your heart as a super soul, is so happy with you that you're just beginning to turn your face to him and be and begin to remember him. He gives what you need to know in all circumstances and therefore you know what to do. Even though you're forgetful. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. From Yadutama. Haribo Yadutama. He says Hare Krishna. Dear Gurudev, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Prabhupada. Jaya, glories to Prabhupada. Please forgive my ignorance, but could you please explain why Chapter 15 is called the Yoga of the Supreme Person? <laughs> yeah, because it teaches us how to accept uh, Krishna as a Supreme Person. Isn't it? He's explaining how he's the sun, how he's the effulgence of everything, fire, light, everything that we do. So yoga means to connect. And this verse teaches us how to connect with the Supreme Person through the remembrance of all the things that he does for us, that allows us to live. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Jagaru Maharaj, may your words go on chipping away at my ignorance. <laughs> Not my words. I'm just repeating what I heard from Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Yadutama says, perfect. Thank you. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Jason. Haribo Bhakta Jason. He says, Hare Krishna Jai Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, glory to Prabhupada. So then, if the digestive fire is not very strong, then does that mean that the individual does not have a strong relationship with the Lord? <laughs> well, it, it does, in the sense that Krishna is explaining. You know, in every generation, there are some met rep representatives of Krishna who are explaining these things. But the soul uh, just doesn't accept, doesn't want to accept. And therefore, yes, if he doesn't know what to ex what, how to accept, then he doesn't know what's proper to eat. So he eats other living, other animals, and, or, or animals and flesh, which cause all kinds of disease and indigestion because indigestion is the source of all other diseases without digesting you can take all the vitamins you want but if the fire doesn't digest them then they do you no good 
That's why the Ayurvedic, the Ayurveda, which is a part of the Vedas, uh, explains that if you if you keep your digestion working properly by balancing all the elements of the body by proper diet and proper behavior, then you stay healthy more or less. At the same time, you're in the material world, so you cannot avoid disease. It's part and parcel of the material world. Therefore, we should worship Krishna. We should do what Krishna says. The Vedas are the breathing of the Lord. The, the Lord didn't write them. The Lord doesn't uh, com uh, author them. He says, Vedaisya Sarvar, Aham Evavedyo, Vedantakrit, Vedavit, Evachaham. We just read it in the 15th chapter, 15th verse. He's the Vedaisya Sarvar, he's the knower of the Veda. He's the compiler of Vedanta Sutra, means he, in the, as an incarnation, literary incarnation of Yasudeva, writes the Vedanta Sutra. And he's the knower of the Vedas. But he never says that he is the author of the Vedas. Because he isn't, because they they come from him, but they're always coming from him, and always have been coming from him, and always will be coming from him. Therefore, from another angle of vision, if you know him with full faith, means without doubt, and when you hear from him, you accept as Arjuna accepted him, then you learn everything that you need to know. You can't know everything like he knows, but you can know everything you need to know to become perfect and go back to Krishna, the spiritual world, and live a life that is full of joy, full of ananda, full of bliss, and full of knowledge. Hare Krishna. He loves to share his opulences with his pure devotees. Hare Krishna. Might have answered it already, but he, he was asking a remedy was mentioned. Where could we learn about that? Remedy was mentioned. Where could we learn about that? The Ayurveda. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Tonight we heard many wonderful things about the nature and abilities of Lord Krishna. One of the things I remembered was that Srila Prabhupada writes that one has to understand Krishna consciousness individually. What occurred to me is how kind Krishna is that he explained the whole Bhagavad Gita not to for not to, for example, the whole Yadu dynasty, but to one person, Arjuna. In this society where people are always scheming to create so-called life hacks to increase their so-called productivity, this is such a loving gesture of the Lord to completely focus on his devotee and give him everything and therewith to each and every one of us. Yeah. That's it. He's not he's not speaking just to Arjun, he's speaking to everyone and there's quite a few people who were close enough 
to hear it, you know, on the Battle of Kurukshetra. But yes, he is speaking to everyone. He's 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 actually uh, reigniting the parampara, because as it says in the fourth chapter, from time to time, it appears to be lost the parampara, and he's reinvigorating it, restarting it by giving the Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. That's his supreme kindness. Actually, the the greatest opulence of the Lord is in his compassion toward his devotees and how he treats his pure devotees and gives them the opportunity to uh, become uh, the receiver of his service. That's the greatest opulence of the Lord. He's, he's driving Arjuna's chariot. But at the same time, he's winning, winning the war, but giving Arjuna the credit. <laughs> but he's so kind. He's so kind. He's the kindest person. Who what? What? Who else would be with you and stay with you all the time, no matter what you were doing? Life after life after life. Who else would do that? Nobody. Hare Krishna. More from Rati Manjari. She says another beautiful Prabhupada classic. I found his definition of oneness, meaning not without individuality but without disunity. Yes. Was that the phrase? Guru Maharaj, could you please correct me? Yes, that's the phrase. And it means that oneness means not oneness in personality or oneness in merging into become one person, but oneness in agreement. That's what disunity means. When, when, when people disagree, Oneness means to agree. Therefore, in Sanatana Goswami describes the process of surrender, and one of them is, uh, well, there, there were six. Sometimes they're, they're considered to be uh, developing, a developing process. Sometimes they're understood to be different aspects of the surrender of the surrendering process. But in any case, first we accept those things that are favorable to Christian consciousness. The second thing is we reject those things that are not favorable to the development of Christian consciousness. And when we're in that state, we feel the presence of the Lord. That's how you feel the presence of the Lord, through a spiritual conception. And then in that consciousness you feel protected and therefore you feel safe and free from fear. And then the next one, number five, is that you want your will to be the same as the Lord's will. In the Bible it says, not thy but not my but thy will, O Lord. That's oneness. And when, he, when Jesus said, I and my Father are one, that's what he meant one in agreement, total agreement. And finally, 
one becomes meek and humble. And that's how the soul inherits the kingdom of God or is able to go back to the spiritual world and live with Krishna face to face. Hare Krishna. She says, oneness in agreement, yes, to serve the Lord. Yes. Beautiful explanation. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, I have a question about what it means in the in the reading where it said that all um, conditioned souls are infallible and all liberated souls wait a minute. All conditioned souls are fallible. fallible. All liberated souls are infallible. So I can't figure out why we're in while we're fallible. But what makes the liberated souls? Is it the unity? Because what we just because about? they because yeah because they're in the spiritual world, Krishna is visible to all the all the souls, the liberated souls. I mean, they can see him literally. Yes, all the time. Oh, that's so cool. They associate with him just like we associate together. They associate with Krishna, and he has the capacity to associate with all of them all at once. In the, in the material in the material world. He's in each individual heart of each individual living in, but they can't see him. Oh, see. But in, in in the spiritual world, he's directing everyone directly through love, mm. pure love. Sounds like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the, 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 the goal of the Vedas, the Siddhanta, end of Siddhanta. All right, well then tonight, Hare Krishna, thank you very much for those wonderful reflections and discussions. And Srimad uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is, Ki Jai. Imagine, devotees are arguing over what's this word and that word in this book. Imagine how ignorant that is. And they fight, they're fighting over the words and we just read from the from the latest polished edits that the BBT has given to Prabhupada's book which he wanted us to do to make the English as perfect as possible we have the quotes and they're fighting over them it means they can't hear them if you have that mentality you can't hear the books if you're looking for the fault in it how can you hear it mm. So we'd like to thank all of you for being uh, surrendered souls to be able to hear together these books without arguing because that's what Krishna said. If you can understand him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead without arguing, then you'll stop fighting and start stop arguing and taste uh, real love in the association of devotees who feel the same way about Krishna. Srimad Bhagavad Gita as it is, ki jai. Samabeda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same topic. The ever-increasing 
whatever juicy, blissful, beautiful uh, words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hare Krishna. <laughs>